Hi everybody and welcome to Rob Evans 365. It's day number 390. And today I want to talk to you about going to that next level. Uh, perhaps working smarter might be a, a better way of describing this. Working harder, working smarter and getting better in outcomes to take you to that next level. And for many years I have thought about how do I do it? How do I go to that next level? And thinking that um, a certain pathway would take you there. So you try things, you get a certain outcome or not, and then you try something else. And I've found certainly the fastest way uh, to my success has been uh, through coaching. And coaching in the, those areas where you really need help. And I think coaching is definitely a journey and you need different coaches over the course of that journey because there are just um, you know, certain stages of your life that you're at, you're at different places and perhaps you need different coaches for you know, different... Everybody's got their strengths, right? So the very first coaches I had were... Um, specifically in the fitness industry and they helped me uh, gain the confidence in uh, selling. I had no, like, I came as an accountant, so I had no idea how to sell, sell things. Um, the marketing side of things, I had no idea how to, how to do that properly. And so they really set me up um, the right way. Website, I had no idea how to, to go about doing that. Uh, the the right customer database, uh, all of those things, the right nutrition uh, software. Um, so when I started, um, they, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be where I am today. Well, I wouldn't be there as quickly because it was actually my very first day out of uh, my old career into the new business that I attended uh, their conference in Melbourne and it was a two-day conference and it was at that conference where I had the opportunity to um, meet the lady from the US and get my, uh, my website. Uh, that was when they were launching their database system which um, that system doesn't work, I'm sorry, it doesn't work anymore, it doesn't exist anymore but if it wasn't for that system it wouldn't have uh, transitioned me into the system that I'm using now uh, because it was taken over by uh, this new company, Entreport. And uh, the, the sales scripts uh, that I use today are still the same uh, as what I learned from them and the marketing tools and stuff. But it got to a point where uh, I found I was paying for services and that they hadn't grown their coaching they were just kind of delivering the same stuff and they'd, um, they'd just changed and I thought, no, I'm, I can spend my money better elsewhere. And so that's what I decided to do. And then uh, the different coaches that I've had, I've had a few Tony Robbins coaches, um, JT, he, uh, JT Fox, he um, continues to be my, uh, my main business coach. Um, obviously, I've got a strength and conditioning coach as well. And so all these different people uh, just provide different elements 
to you. Like if you look at the the sports team, the individual high performing athlete, what do they often have? They have somebody that works on their fitness, somebody that works on their mindset, like a sports psychologist, somebody that works on their nutrition, they have physiotherapists, uh, specialists, uh, they have doctors uh, for uh, you know prescriptions and all that kind of stuff. And a, a wide range of people. I mean, they'll have uh, financial coaches, if you like. So your financial uh, planning, that kind of stuff. Um, so everybody has a whole range of different coaches. And you use each one individually. And um, I guess when I first started out, I thought these coaches would be everything that I would ever need. And of course, they only take you so far, and it depends. Uh, sorry, it, it depends on your own growth as well, because uh, you can outgrow your coach. One of the Tony Robbins coaches I I had, uh, so they uh, they get a, a fair bit of turnover in their coaches. Uh, I observed over a couple of years, and I went through three coaches in two years because they all left, and the there was a situation where I had. Uh, my first coach, he was, he was quite good, but you don't know any different. Um, he, he was quite good at helping me with um, certain aspects. Um, there was relationship stuff. There was business stuff. He wasn't so great on the business stuff, to be honest, but um, um, good on some other areas. Helped in some ways, but um, it, certainly nothing like I'm getting now. Um, then he left. I got another coach. Um, she was going through a really tough time. She was quite good. Um, again, helped me on a couple of things. Not awesome on the business. Like none of these people are generally hugely successful from a business perspective. And so um, she left uh, due to some mental health issues. And then um, they gave me someone else who was a more junior coach. And I. And so what they do when they swap over coaches, they normally give you like three sessions or something for free. And I thought. Well, you know, you're going to give them the benefit of the doubt. And I said, look, I'll do three sessions. Oh, pardon me. And I'll use that to make up my mind as to whether they're the right person for me. And after the first session, I thought, this guy is a dud. Like, I... He... he no, I won't say too much about him uh, to protect his privacy, but... Um, he, he's just not what I was looking for at all. And um, I um, said that I wanted to cancel uh, all of my coaching because of the experience that I was having. And I said, look, uh, this is the third coach I've had. I'm not interested in uh, anymore. There's just no continuity. You just start to get somewhere with the coach and then they leave. And they just give you with someone else. And this guy had... Uh, very little coaching experience. Been in the army for like 30 years. He'd been to a Tony Robbins course, really liked it, got some changes, uh, was suffering from depression and um, PTSD for uh, many, many years. And Tony helped him with that. And then because of his success, he decided that he wanted to be a coach. And I, I knew more than him. I was a better coach than he was. And I thought, well... I'm not going to grow from that if uh, you know I'm a better coach than him, and I'm just paying for something that is helping him out and not giving me anything. 
so I, I left. I left that, and that's I invested everything uh, into my my current coach now. And uh, I guess along this journey, it's made me realise that. Um, you know, you, you want to keep going to that next level. Well, I do anyway. You want to keep pushing to that next level, and you don't really know how that's going to happen because you say, "Yep, I'm going to get this coach," and I don't know. They wave a wand, and magic happens. I've heard me over tired this morning, and uh, you know, you figure that you just grow that way. Well, I mean, there's no book on growth in terms of, okay, if you do this, you will grow at this rate per day or per minute or per hour. Um, it doesn't work that way. So um, you're kind of living through the experience and then you get to a point where you look back and say, yeah, this is how I grew. And I can tell that I've grown because of X, Y, Z uh, has happened. And one of the things that I think we're not generally good at is being productive. And I like, well, I think we like to think that we are all very busy and we're all very productive. But the reality is we might be busy being busy, but the productive part is a whole other kettle of fish. Um, because we, uh, we aren't efficient Maybe that's a, a better way of doing it. And we find so many things in our days that distract us from, from actually doing things and moving ourselves forward that we find that we don't move forward. And this is one of the things that I've picked up from coaching is to how to be more effective, more productive in my days. And once you start to practice that, and you harness it and you, you tweak it for yourself and then you, you're constantly looking for, okay, so how can I get that even better? I think that's when I've noticed that my life starts to change because we keep doing the same things over and over and you maybe just create a longer list as opposed to creating more efficient ways of doing things. And we do have this fear of giving tasks to I'm other things. Oh, good on you, Siri. Um, we do have problems with uh, outsourcing, delegating, and even in our own private life, there are things that we can um, be outsourcing and delegating, but we tend not to. We just add it to our, our list of things to do, and we, we put off those things that maybe we really want to do and that are really important for us, uh, but we just say, oh, no, we're, we're too busy for that. There's, there's not enough time uh, to do those things, and i well, your exercise, your health and wellness, taking care of yourself, doing those things is often one of those. Uh, but, um, you know, we should be giving more consideration to, well, what are some of those other things that we can, we can delegate? What are some of those things that we can do better? And, okay, if I reflect on this, um, this example from about eight years ago for me, uh, was I wanted to get more information about nutrition for my own health and so that I could also pass that on to my clients and coach them better. And in that process, I went and did a course which happens to be my current strength and conditioning coach, so you can probably see where I'm going with this. And uh, they uh, just taught me some concepts that were absolutely not rocket science at all, 
uh, because it's just about being prepared and it's just about, um, you know, rather than making up a meal each night and, you know, having some leftovers that you might put in the, the freezer, like one or two serves in the freezer, it's about cooking up much bigger batches of food over, uh, say, something like a weekend when you've got a little bit more time and putting those in the freezer to set you up for the week. Now, that's what I continue to do this to this day, and it's what I teach other people to do as well. And it might take, I don't know, maybe an extra hour that you might spend on the weekend, or if I, if I cook up 30 or 40 meals, which I know sounds uh, ridiculous, but it's really not that hard if you consider that you're making a putting together a couple of stir fries and a slow cooked meal and something like that um, it, it might just take you an extra you know hour or so to make all of those meals compared to if you made just one because you know you've already got everything out you've already you know you're in the in the kitchen you're cooking cutting stirring doing all that kind of stuff and this is just doing a, a bigger quantity of it now that time that you take then could if you added it all up that might save you six hours through the week and you think oh well how does that work well because you're not preparing each night you're just taking it out of the freezer sticking it in the freezer and um, sorry sticking it in the microwave or, or whatever it is that you do and for me what I do is so my breakfast take it out of the freezer stick it in the microwave and it goes in there for about six minutes I'll then, you know, put some extra vegetables in a microwave container. I'll then go off and do and, and do other things. I'll wait for the microwave to go off, put the swap one out, take one out, put the other veggies in, bang, they're in for five minutes, four or five, depending on how much I have. And then I'll go off and do other stuff. And like work or question. Oh Siri, but stop it. I'll go off and do other things and then I'll just come back once it's done and then I'll I'll eat it. Um, so I haven't really had any downtime there at all. I haven't been cooking the meals. So you save a lot of time over the course of uh, a week. And my lunches are the same. Dinners are the same. They're just, it's all there. It's all done. All I have to do is heat it up. So that's one simple example. Obviously, you can, uh, I'm sure, think of a, a number of other various examples that you could incorporate into your daily life that would make things easier I mean there's there's the obvious outsourcing ones of um, uh, you know like cleaning for instance um, and maybe you pay someone to come in once a week uh, to do that normally I mean in Australia here you're paying something like thirty dollars uh, for an hour and a half an hour an hour and a half something like that which is normally enough for most most houses, depending on how you live or what you want. You might pay a little bit more, um, you know, once a fortnight or something for a deeper clean. Um, somebody to cut your grass, or do you know, taking care of your garden maintenance, if that's something uh, as well. I mean, think about um, how much you earn versus what you can do with that time if you're paying someone else uh, to do it. Um, you know, there's some some simple things that can save you a few hours and just maybe a lot of stress where you, you don't have to worry about, oh man, when am I going to get this done? Uh, the shopping is a good one. You can waste a, a fair bit of time shopping over the course of the week and you can just spend some time set, setting up a shopping list and, and doing it online and just ordering it that way and then it just comes to your door and you've just got the unpacking time and you've got 
you know, don't have to, to worry about the time it takes you to go and pick up the stuff and, and do all that. So um, there are many different ways to do it. Um, and then it's, for me, it's a lot of efficiency uh, stuff. So um, looking at emails only maybe three times a day, uh, keeping it closed, um, not wasting time on social media. I don't spend too much time on social media at all. Um, you know, finding ways to be more and more efficient. And then that combined with the coaching and staying in touch with my coach, um, like I'm listening to him uh, daily, uh, then I'll hear, oh, wow, yeah, he's doing that. And so what does that do? That triggers a thought for me to say, yeah, maybe I should be doing that as well. Like your morning routine is just so, so important and sets you up for success, makes you incredibly um, uplifted, productive, focused uh, for the day. And just with that focus and that energy comes a whole other level of productivity and efficiency. Uh, so there are many ways, uh, many ways to do it. Now, I, I'm going to do this in two parts, so I'll be back shortly. I'm back. So this came to my mind this morning because I was thinking about uh, my day today and how busy I, I am. But that also got me thinking about... Um, others and what they do and other really successful people and what they do and when you look at their schedule and you compare it to your own you say well actually I might be busy in terms of the uh, what I have put into my day and um, you know how long my day goes for like 16 hours it'll go today uh, actually will go yeah 16 hours and you can say, oh yeah, I work 16-hour days. Uh, but when you break up that 16 hours and you look at you know, various gaps or we, what you are doing with that time, it's like, well, actually, you could be doing more in that time. And so this is what I'm always looking for myself as well. And obviously this morning I was thinking about it. So what am I doing with my 16 hours? Where can I get more productivity out of my 16 hours that I'm currently getting? Uh, because I know that I can be doing things more efficiently. I know I can be, um, be doing more, working harder, um, smarter, I guess is maybe a better way of saying it. I can be doing better. And uh, it did get me thinking about say even a few weeks ago a month ago and I thought back then do you know what I need to be putting more things into my my calendar so one of the things that I've committed to um, just over this uh, this last week is to say okay I'm going to commit to having three podcast interviews a week so finding three people that I can commit to because I record two podcasts a day so this one every day and then I do uh, the Mental Toughness and Body Show once a day. And it's really on the Mental Toughness and Body Show where I'm looking to uh, get the high-profile interviews like Gillian Michaels and um, George Ross and um, my coach JT and um, you know um, all these successful people. Um, so I've committed to uh, doing some extra work to say, well, okay, I need to block these out. So this week I've got my third one today. Uh, this afternoon at three o'clock and 
Um, I just need to commit to doing more of this. Why? Because I love studying successful people uh, as one, but also if I want to expand my brand, expand my reach, then I need to be reaching out to people. I need to, so let me tell you about it from this perspective. So when you connect with new people, there's obviously, you never know where there's going to be an opportunity. Probably not in the moment, because you've got to build relationships. Nobody's going to say, oh wow, I've met you for the first time, you seem amazing. Uh, let's do a million dollar contract deal uh, for delivering coaching services or something. That's, that's not going to happen. It, that could happen over years, but it's not going to happen after the first meeting. So you shouldn't really be asking for stuff in, the, in that first meeting. You've got to build that trust. You've got to build that rapport. And so unless I start doing more of this, I'm never going to get to that position where I can just call on people. And so actually last night was a really good example. Um, actually, it was two days ago where one of my coaching um, clients, he lives in Jakarta. Now, his wife and I connected um, years ago and we did a program together and uh, you know, to help um, you know, help people globally. And um, that she decided to end that, that program and I was uh, part of her program. Uh, but we still stay in touch, look for, looking for opportunities. And she reached out to me and said, look, there's an opportunity here to speak on the global stage. Um, and she sent me through the link. And then, um, you know, we were sort of toing and froing with some messaging and I've got to have a bit more of it. I've had a, a cursory glance at it. I think, yeah, look, the, it sounds good, but the devil's often, often in the detail. And uh, maybe the audience is not big enough for the, um, you know, for the, the speaking engagement. But um, we will see. But see, that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't have stepped out of my comfort zone, you know, some time ago. Um, I've actually had her on, um, on my podcast uh, before. And now two years later, she's just sent that. And then she sent me some um, messages late last night. Um, to give me some more details about it. Uh, But this only comes from building those relationships. So I thought, I've got to do more of that. So um, over the weekend, early next week, I'm going to reach out to, um, you know, a bunch of other people and see if I can schedule in some, um, you know, some appointments. So then that's committed me to, to those. And it's committed me to that process of stepping outside the comfort zone, asking uh, for um, uh, you know uh, an interview, and they don't have to be big. And then, obviously, the more and more people that you have um, that have got a great background, then obviously that makes it easier when somebody says, "Oh, well, who have you interviewed in the past?" Kind of thing. Say, so, "Oh, well, geez, you've done Gillian Michaels, or oh, George Ross, or oh, you've done these successful people. Oh, wow, that's really impressive. Yeah, sure, I'll come on your show." And so. Um, that's the way that I approach that. So I was thinking about that and then I was thinking about how my day is. Now, uh, traditionally, uh, Fridays can be, in the past, have been a little bit quieter for me, but because things have been so busy with the extra number of clients and everything, um, I, I don't have a quiet day anymore. And so um, I have become complacent previously about how I spend that time 
and now I've just said, no, well, I've got to raise the game a little bit further. And it's not about me sitting back and doing nothing with that time, but it's like using that time more efficiently to say, okay, well, you've got a, an hour now. Let's reach out to all of these people over the, you know, that I can connect with on a, a podcast interview over the next week. And because, you know, you're not going to send out three requests and get three yeses. You might have to send out 10 and you might get one or two next week, but you're not going to get them all necessarily when you want them. So it, it just takes time. It takes time. And so I've been thinking really, really quite hard about how do I do that that more efficiently and what other things can I do better in my business so that I can just get um, better outcomes because I just want to keep striving um, further forward, keep growing. And that means I've got to step outside the comfort zone. So look, I'm back home and I'm about to get into a busy rest of the morning. Have a great day wherever you are in the world and look for some opportunities for you to be more efficient in what it is that you do, whether that's delegation, whether that's um, just being more efficient with your desk. Maybe tomorrow, if I remember, I will do something more on uh, efficiency and how I run my day and um, some key things for, for high performance in when you are at your desk or where you are doing um, specific tasks. But in the meantime, stay safe. I'll see you tomorrow.